And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a treat, feel the hype, spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, have a look at yourself, okay? Have a look at yourself. Because who, who feels hype and doesn't spread it around, you sick son of a bitch. But it's episode whatever, I'm in Perth still. How good's that? Bit of admin, my anxiously arrogant tour has kicked off, I'm two shows in. Kicking a few goals, having a bit of fun, you know? Uh, but it's been great. Uh, come along to a show. I'm here in Perth until February February 14. So February, today's the 5th, 5th to the 14th. I got shows every night. I got 10 more shows. Is that too many shows? Look, it's not It's not, not too many. All right. So come along, bring your extended family. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Brand new show, all new material. Very exciting. Uh, what I will say, and then uh, after Perth, I've got Adelaide, March 10 to 14, Melbourne, March 25 to April 19, Sydney, April 23 to 26, Canberra, TBA, but getting closer on that actually, because uh, that TBA was just a pff, 2B, I don't know, but now it's definitely a TBA, and uh, Brisbane looking like looking like it's going to be TBA, it's def- definitely coming to Brisbane at some stage, but uh, working that out. Um, but yeah, also, as always, the pod is brought to you by VM Apparel. So get around that. Get around those fantastic party shirts, vmapparel.com.au. Uh, but yeah, I'm still in Perth rocking this Airbnb for the pod. What a time. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got a painting next to me of some carrots. Um, I, I had a poster last week of my show, but I used the poster um, for advertising out on the streets of Perth. And uh, I don't know, it just seemed a bit plain with me just at a brick wall. So we've got a painting of some carrots and there's a little fake plant there. So, you know, that's that's set design, baby. I didn't even go to NIDA. You know, I just pulled that out of my ass. But still, you know, I've got some warm colours. I don't know. But anyway, could be strata. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the, pa- the painting's crooked and... Uh, I guess we should just stop the pod now because if this painting's not going to switch on, what the fuck is the point, you know? But anyway, so I missed the poster is what I'm saying. I missed the I missed the get around me sign. God, it was a that sign is just makes me feel comfortable, you know? It's like it's like on my right shoulder, like my right hand sign, you know? Like you get out of line, my sign will beat the shit out of you. That's how I felt. That's how confident I felt with that sign next to me. But I'm also drinking cold drip coffee. This is a this is a this is a Makona podcast and a cold drip coffee podcast. And uh, so get around that. I will say I posted a clip on YouTube the other day, a pod clip. Get around those hot pod clips. Um, I just reminded me of this, and uh, it was just a pod clip of fucking ages ago when I said like Nest Cafe is trash, and I just went on about it for a while because Nest Cafe is trash. You know, Blend Forty Three. Who has 43 goes at anything and still doesn't get it right, you know? Give up. But anyway, this guy has taken extreme offense to this. And he's like, one of the comments, he was like talking about some ad from the 90s with Nescafe that was apparently a really good ad and how it's a good product. And he called me like, like an abortion gone wrong or something in the comments. Fucking wild stuff, dude. The internet. And I don't even really know how YouTube works. Like I stumbled upon it by accident. Well, I didn't stumble upon it. I got a notification, but I was like, I don't usually log on to the YouTube thing. Like, I'm not like an active YouTube user, you know? I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I've never checked a notification before. And the one time I did, this guy's calling me an abortion gone wrong, you know? So that's the internet for you, bruh. Welcome to the jungle. But uh, anyway, so that, that's pretty funny. All publicity is good publicity, you know what I mean? But I'm in Perth. The good times keep rolling. I'm in Perth for three weeks by myself. Is that too long? We'll see, but also definitely it's been confirmed. It's too long to be in Perth by yourself. Um, I will say I'm easing into to life in a in a living by myself in an apartment. Last week, I'm not gonna lie, few voices got in. This week, bam. It's because my show's actually started this week. It's keeping my mind occupied. I'm excited to do the gear. It's good. The material, not the old uh the on stage gear, okay? Keep your mind out of the gutter, you sick fuck. But 
Uh, yeah, so Anxiously Arrogant, I'm two shows in. Yes, I was doing Rift City by myself as Pat unfortunately could not make it, which was a bit of a fucking nightmare because doing crowd work for an hour by yourself, it's pretty fucking hard. And some people came to the Rift City shows who saw my show last year, which is great. I appreciate it. But then I wanted them to see my new show this year. So I didn't want to do last year's material because I didn't want to rip them off. But I didn't want to do this year's material because I didn't want the, I want them to go and see it. So I'm riffing. I'm asking people about their goddamn star signs or whatever. You know, oh, that's a funny shade of brunette. Is that your natural hair color? Like I'm pulling from everywhere just to get these riffs over the line, you know. But uh, Rift City's all uh, done and dusted. I think I've got one more. And yeah, so it's been, it's been a bit rough, the old Rift City. But now my show started and it's been a lot of fun. I will say this, it is literally like the apocalypse is here in Perth. It is 41 degrees every day. Um, my venue this week, I got two venues for my show. This week, the venue is like kind of outside. Like it's got a roof over it. It's kind of like a beer garden with a roof and walls, but it's not like air conditioned. And my first two shows, it's been literally 35 degrees while I've been on stage. And that's not being like, oh, it feels like 35 out here. Like it says on the phone, 35 degrees as I get off stage. My show's at 9 p.m. Dude, it is raucous how hot it is. I'm sweating, the crowd's sweating. Oh, dude, it's it's literally, it's, it's a wild time. But last night's show was really fun. My first show, I will say... I know a few legends from the uh, who listened to the pod were in the crowd. Thanks for coming, guys. Fuck, that show was just... I hated it. It sucked. I fucking hated my first show. I think I was too excited to do it. And I got... I don't know. It just... It was so hot. The crowd was sweating. I was sweating, but I fucking hated that show. It was a long hour for me. And uh, I lost my place a couple of times because I was trying to riff it up, try and get a bit more energy in the crowd. And then I, I missed a joke. And then I got the order wrong and... The show was fine. Like, it was good. Like, I think people enjoyed it, but I fucking hated it. But uh, thanks for coming um, anyway, and I do appreciate it. But uh, I think I was just, I think my personal personal uh, barometer for the first show, I was just really excited and I was like ready to fucking tear the paint off. But it was fine. And then last night's show was sick. And I was, I was like, yes, this is what it's meant to be. Um, so yeah, so the tour has kicked off. I've done some wild shows over the weekend. Um... I've done a couple of shows called Comedy Striptease, which are just brutal. Uh, basically, there's four or five comedians. Everyone does a set, but it's like 11 p.m. Friday, Saturday night. Crowd's hammered. Everyone's loose. Um, and you just do a set. It's fucking wild. Throwing riffs everywhere. Some, some of the comedians just actually do their material, which I resent a little bit, to be honest. Like, it's an 11 p.m. show. Everyone's hammered. Be in the room, you know. It's fucking rowdy. You're getting heckled. I hate when people just do like the, their word for word set and just disregard the room. Like there's some drunk guy calling you a pelican. Let's talk about it. You know, fucking hammer him. Tell him you're going to fuck his mom or whatever. I don't know. Do something. But the, those shows, uh, they're fun. But then in the end, the crowd votes. And if you, if you get the worst or like the two, two people out of the four have to strip. If you get the least amount of applause. So it's a 50-50, you're going to have to strip. And I have to strip on one of the shows. So there you go. One out of the two shows, 50-50. But usually you're pretty hammered by the time you have to strip. So it's not too bad. And you only go down to your undies, obviously. But uh, but yeah, the stripping is brutal. Tell you what, you want to get humbled. Why don't you strip for fucking 85 drunk women on a Friday night after just bombing in front of them with your comedy? I tell you what, dude, that'll fucking put you right back in your place. But they're good fun. I tell you what, I'm, now this is my second time at the festival. It's a really fun festival here in Perth. Last time, I got pretty much hammered every night, and I was so hard on myself. I was like, you, you piece of shit, Darcy. You know, you're out here having like six or seven pints a night. Like, just fucking kill yourself. What are you doing? Just get it together. And this this time, I've like not been doing that at all. Got pretty hammered over the weekend, but that's the weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's my business. Back off. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. But looking back... I can totally see how that happens because you're bouncing around town. Every, every, you're going from show to show. You know, you do your own show. Then you go do a shorter spot here, a shorter spot there, free beer here, free beer there. Like, I can totally see how you could get hammered every night here. Like, you're drinking for free everywhere. You're having fun. You're either, you're either having high highs or low lows. You know, you're, you're stripping. You're fucking doing this. You're 
handing out flyers. You would come to my show, welcome, what, whatever's happening. It's wild. You go to the artist bar, freaking Arj Barker's there and all this shit. Like, it's crazy, you know? Like, I walked in the first comedy striptease show. I walk into the bathroom before the show. This guy just racking up at the sink, doing keys. I walk outside. I get two free beers from the promoter. Then I do the show, another free beer. Afterwards, this guy's like, uh, one of the lads is like, I'm doing like a midnight show at this venue. Um, it doesn't pay, but, or I think it did pay. No, I don't think it paid. He's like, it's like a fuck around show where like you, you uh, do a comedy set and then play Nintendo 64 on stage against one of the crowd. I don't know, but he's like, just come, it's fun and I'll, you can have free drinks. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, like I'm at that show. At this point, it's like midnight. I've done like four shows. I've had like five pints. Uh, Freaking get there. Like the bartender's like, oh, if you're on the show, you get a free shot. So she gives me a shot. Then the guy who showed his comes over and goes, oh, you get a shot before you go on stage and a shot when you're playing the thing. So I do another shot. Then I go on stage and do some comedy and he comes on stage, gives me another shot and goes, play this Nintendo 64. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. Then I come off. He's like, thanks for doing that, man. Gives me another shot and a free beer. I'm like, fucking hell. I've just had four shots in 10 minutes and this is my seventh beer. I haven't paid for any of this. I can totally see how this happens. Like I just was like, oh, I need to give myself a bit of a break because like it is, it can get a bit wild out here on this on some of these nights. So it is a lot of fun though. But just try, the, the trick is to just go home directly after your solo show, like on the quiet nights. Because if you, because everyone's always hanging around, oh, come to this show, you know, do you want to go to the artist bar, whatever. If you, as soon as you say yes to one of those things, because no one's got work the next day, everyone's here for the festival. So then all of a sudden, bam, you're home at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday, get it together. But if you just do your show, like this week my show's 9 p.m., do the show, I'm out of there, I'm at home watching Pride and Prejudice in bed at 11.30, wake up, go for a hike, whatever, go fucking buy some milk, yell at a guy at a bus stop, I don't know, just get after it, you know what I mean? Just get after it. So I'm having a really fun time. I'm having a really fun time. And the Anxiously Arrogant show is kicking along and the good times ahead, I predict. So, oops. Some other things I wanted to talk about. This one's going to be quite yarn heavy, I think, because I've been living my goddamn life. Um, oh, yeah. So the night I had to strip a comedy striptease was my fault 100% because I did Riff City beforehand. Friday night Riff City was a hot one. It was fun. Riff the whole hour, 60 minutes of nothing but riff. Not an iota of material, fun crowd, bunch of legends. I think some guy in the crowd was literally fucked off his head kept interrupting me but I was playing like the thing where I was like oh dude you fucking idiot stop interrupting me but in my head I'm thinking fuck yeah dude you're helping to pad out the hour you know I got no material here so he was actually a massive help but I was absolutely tearing strips off this bloke and then that was a lot of fun go to the comedy strip tea show I still got that riff sitting energy I'm thinking I'm the man I can't be stopped I can't be stopped uh, but then I had a bad set and had to strip so comedy is extremely leveling you know you think you're a legend for 10 seconds bam you're shirtless with some 45-year-old mum throwing fucking fake money at you. So that's the game, brother. You can't handle the heat. Get out of the goddamn kitchen. So that was a wild, that was a wild Friday night. And then and then that was the night where guys doing blow. It's just it gets wild out here. You know, I don't know what these West Coast people are doing. They're crazy. They're goddamn crazy. I think that because they're so far away from the other capital cities, they think, oh, no one's gonna know. Well, I'm here now. I see it all. I see it all, okay? Uh, but <laughs> I, w- I will say I had a fucking, uh, I went to this, this birthday, uh, I got to start at this birthday dinner on Saturday night. A few of my friends invited me. It was one of the lads, um, girlfriend's birthday. And I was like, oh, how good's this? I've got to start. And it was yet another boozy Chinese meal. Get in. And, uh, it was so fun. But my mate goes, meet me there at 6.30. And I don't know anyone else at the party. So I go there at 6.30 and he wasn't there so now i'm just waiting outside the restaurant for about 25 minutes and uh it was extremely awkward at the at the start of the birthday meal because i thought it'd just be like one table of people and i'm like hey i'm billy how you going you know check out my hair it's pretty good um you know just normal banter or whatever but it turns out there was like 45 people 
So like I'm at this at the start of this dinner, I was just kind of like standing there by myself. And like the birthday girl came over, and she was like, "Oh, you must be Billy. Thanks for coming." And I was like, "Oh, thanks for having me." And then like had five minutes of like uh, of like you know a bit of chit chat with her. She was very lovely. All of her friends, some of them were the hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life. Thanking them, but then I was just standing there with like a, my bottle of red just tucked to my chest, just going like, "Oh God, I don't know anyone here." And like everyone had like their groups. It was like the whole top floor of a Chinese restaurant. I felt like I was back in like year seven or something, and I didn't have any friends. Because I was sober, I didn't know anyone. My one mate had like gone to get a get some ice or something. I was just standing with my freaking six dollar bottle of red, going, "Oh God, can someone please include me?" <laughs> it was wild. But then, uh, yeah, got got on a good table with the lads, and uh, it's such a fun time. But I will say, I had a showcase spot afterwards, and I've hosted this showcase before. It's a lot of fun, but you know, it's like it's just a what seven ten minute spot or whatever. I had a whole bottle of red before I went. I apologize. It's not that big of a deal, I thought. But then I go to this showcase show and like I was like the only comedian on the bill who wasn't famous. And I was like, holy fuck. Like the it was um, me, Akmal, um, Claire Hooper, who used to be on Thank God You Here All The Time, and this guy Larry Dean who plays like fucking huge theaters in the UK. And there's me. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Billy. I'm Billy. Akmal, how are you? You're my mum's favorite. Good to see you. And... Uh, and so now, and I'm on, I'm on second and I'm standing there going like, I'm actually fairly hammered here. Could be in a bit of trouble. But in those moments, you just got to whip it together, you know? You, know, you don't want to be this guy either. You don't want to be the guy who comes in and goes, oh, I'm so hammered. We'll see how this goes. No, 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 no. You tell people you're hammered after the set. Okay. None of this, none of this, oh, just been to a boozy Chinese meal. Don't blame me for the bomb. No, 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 no. So I'm there. Hey, how you going? How you going? Do the set. It all goes great, thank God. You know, most of the time it's fine when you have it, but sometimes your rhythm gets all fucked up. And then, but you just keep it to yourself. I hate it when, you know, some uh, comedian's drunk and they're like, hey, I'm the drunkest. Watch out. It's like, all right, just just let it go. So that was actually, I was nervous because I, I was drunk, but it ended up being great. So that was, and that's a story of the human spirit. And it was very, it was very exciting. Met Akmal who my mum loves. So that was, you know, a lot of the big names that I've met, my mum and dad don't know who they are, you know? So then this is one where mum was like, holy shit. And then I met Arj Barker at the artist bar. Again, mum was losing her fucking mind at that. So a bit of validation there coming from the parents. Uh, a mate of mine was hammered at the artist bar and and uh, gave Arj Barker a spray, which, you know, I don't personally condone, but you know, that's his life, however he wants to do it. But it was pretty funny as a bystander, I will say. Um, but, but yeah, it's been, it's been wild times in Perth. It's been great. And, uh, I will say what else have I been doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, okay. I did have another, the closest, I haven't had any meltdowns on, I have had one meltdown on stage. So I'm going to talk about this. So not like a meltdown meltdown, but like a little bit of a meltdown. Do you know what I mean? So I did this showcase Sunday night. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but what happened was there was this old guy who was kind of heckling everyone and he was heckling me, but like, it's whatever. I don't really care. But he, he kept like, the, it was bad timing. He kept getting me like mid punchline, you know? So it was just fucking up my rhythm. And then, so I started absolutely, I just absolutely teed off on this bloke and he was like 70. And then a security go to kick him out and I go, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. And I go, and I literally go to this guy, I go, the funny thing is security are worried that you might do something. But I go, I go to him, I go to him in front of like 80 people. I go, mate, I hope you do something because you're 70. I fucking hope you rush the stage because I'll beat the shit out of you. I go, in what world are you a threat to me? I go, please, mate, bring it on. I'll fucking smash your pensioner face in the next week. Like I was kind of half laughing, but I was kind of half not. And it was, it was crushing on stage, but I was like... <laughs> I spent like like a good minute just telling this pensioner I was going to beat the fuck out of him. And uh, so that's the biggest meltdown I've had on stage this festival. And it's not too bad, really. And he deserved it. The crowd was on my side. So, you know, just because you, you think because you're 75, I won't threaten to kill you. I will. I will do that. You have no idea what you're messing with, ombre. Uh, but so <laughs> it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of small incidents, uh, not incidents, incidents. 
I've been pretty good actually. Um, oh yeah, so this thing happened. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so <laughs> one night, um, I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday maybe I feel like, should be Saturday. I was drinking with these two girls after one of the shows and we're having fun. And I was like, um, come to the artist bar. This was after that, um, that one with Akma, that showcase. So I was already pretty drunk from the boozy Chinese. Me and these two girls from the crowd, have a beer with them. I'm like, oh, come to the artist bar. And uh, I'm meeting a couple of friends there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. And then go to the artist bar, a couple more drinks. Everyone's having fun. And then the two girls start to like butt heads a bit, you know, like just a lot of passive aggression. Like one of them's like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, come with me, Kate. And Kate's like, oh, what the f fine. Oh my God, do I have to follow you everywhere? Like just out of nowhere. I was like, oh, what's... What's happening here? A bit of friction between the girls. I, a small piece of me was like, I wonder if they're fighting over me, you know? But uh, of course they weren't. But so they, they, they start bickering in this sort of thing. And then um, one of the girls just like goes off and starts talking to strangers. Like she'd rather, she'd rather talk to strangers than talk to her friend. And so I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? And um, then this girl is like, oh my God, like, um, that, thanks for like having a drink with me tonight. I really need it. I've had such a bad week. Like she goes, I work in HR and I had to fire 15 people yesterday. So on her Friday, she had to fire 15 people. She goes, it was the worst day of my life. Like she starts just melting down at this table with me. I'm like, she's like, you know, like I don't even want to work in HR. Like, I don't know how I ended up at this job. Like it was meant to be like a temporary thing. Now I'm like, head of the department, I had to fire 15 people, like mothers and dads, and I was like, oh my God, she's having like a full-on midlife crisis at the table, you know, I'm drinking my freaking, my beer going like, oh God, uh, you're all right, follow your dreams, you know, but I'm thinking, fuck, this chick's fired 15 people, that's brutal, and she goes, I didn't want to fire them, it wasn't me, I go, no, of course it wasn't you, everything, it's, I don't blame you, and I go, and then she goes, that's why Kate's been such a bitch, I go, oh, does she think it was your fault? She goes, no, 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 Kate was one of the people I fired. She had to fire her best friend at work. Can you imagine that? So one day, so she had to go over to Kate's desk. Apparently, she had no idea it was coming. Like just wild company changes or something, corporate tax, offshore debt. I don't know. I've never had an office job. But she goes up to her friend Kate at work and goes, hey, Kate, can I see you in my office real quick? And she's like, Oh, totes, babe. Like, what, what are we doing this weekend? Like, are we still on for Saturday night? Go see that comedy. And she's like, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Listen, babe. <laughs> and she had to fire her best friend. It, that's fucking wild. And then, and then apparently Kate was like, no, I totally understand. These things happen. You know, I know it's not your fault. I know you don't want to do it. And she's like, oh, thanks. You know, I really appreciate that. But then come Saturday night after, you know, seven or eight skunanas, old Kate's tolerance ran out, you know, she's put that seventh beer down and gone, do you know what, Sarah, fuck this, you fired me yesterday, you bitch, are you kidding, so then they're kicking off, I'm like in the middle going like, let's all get new jobs, I don't know, you can, who wants to open for me, like, uh, come on guys, let's all be friends, and it was just, it was a very hostile situation, these girls were at each other's throats, and then they ended up just going like, they just both left in opposite directions, and that was the last I saw of either of them, and I was like, oh my god, this corporate world, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have what it takes. I don't know if I could fire someone. Let me think about that real quick. I reckon I could do it, but I'd just throw, I'd just throw some other guy under the bus. I'd be like, look, man, you know, I love you. You know, you, you started that fantasy tipping comp. That's been huge around the office. Uh, that, that weird kind of lasagna bake your, your, your wife makes up for the whole team. I love it. You know, it's my favorite. Every time I ask for extra cheese, she puts on the extra cheese. I love it. I love you. You're a great guy. Unfortunately, the old suits upstairs, you know, you know what they're like. Numbers, numbers, numbers. I'm so sorry. You have to leave. That'd, that'd be me. But what about flip side? Flip side of HR, but you never hear this side of the story. Firing someone you hate. How good would that be? You know, some guy's just He's stolen your lunch a couple of times. You can't prove it, but you know it. And he's just, he's very, he's very curt in his emails, you know, as per my last email, this sort of shit. 
You know, casual, you know, he's the sort of guy, casual Friday, he still dresses up. He still wears a suit just to make a point. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, No, I know we can wear whatever we want. I just feel most comfortable in a suit. Oh, you feel most comfortable in a suit, do you? Piece of shit, you know? And his, his desk is so neat, but... And he's, he's, he's stealing pens. I know he's stealing pens. And then all of a sudden, email comes through, time to fire this piece of shit, and you're holding the gun. <laughs> How good would that be? Hey, Brad... Actually, not Brad. That's my roommate's name. Hey, uh, who's who's a? You know, it's like I'm trying to think of uh, someone I can fire who I don't know. Hey, Tristan, fucking Tristan. Hey, Tristan, get in here, you bag of bones. You know? Yeah, it's Casual Friday. Lose the tie, you fucking nerd, and hurry it up. What'd you have for lunch today? What'd you have? What was that? Chicken salad? Chicken salad? I'm Mexican. I know you ate my chicken salad, you piece of. Sh- I said get in here. I said get in here. And you go. Hey, Tristan, listen up. This is coming. I want you to know that this company wanted to keep you on. They said your performance has been great. This is coming directly from me. You fucking washed up cunt. All right? You're doing a great job. I personally don't like you, and that's why it's time to go. Okay? I know you've had a crush on fucking Katie and accounts for three years. Guess what? I kissed her at the last Christmas party. Bam. You've been, you've been, try, you've been trying to get a hug from her for three years. I spoke to her for two minutes. Hey, what, what do you think of that, you piece of shit? All right, so get that tie off, okay? Because while you're in this building, it's still casual Friday. So I want you to go buy a party shirt, come back to work, put it on, and then pack up your things and get the fuck out of here. Because you're fired, bitch. You're fired. HR. Dude, that would be awesome. That would be so fun. But then I guess if you say it's a personal attack... They can sue you or go to fair work. Oh, dude. A mate of mine went to fair work recently and he was bragging to us how he was going to get... Um, I don't want to go into the specifics of why he was fired, but he was saying to us that he's going to get a $40,000 payout and he ended up getting like three. <laughs> so, <laughs> unlucky, my friend. Uh, but, you know, obviously, wish him all the best in his new endeavours. But we did have to hear for a good three weeks straight about how 40 grand was coming in. And uh, look, I'm just saying, if you're going to be running your mouth, where's it? just back it up. And so, but also, yeah, unfortunately, he lost his job. Best wishes, mate. Best wishes. Let me just get this camera. All right. So I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um... Got pretty deep into that whole gonna fire you thing. That was a bit wild. Um, okay. Oh yeah, I'll tell you what. So I I got away with a lie and then I I got done for telling the truth all in one day yesterday. So I'm in this Airbnb. It's like a I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like an apartment block, but it runs like a hotel, but I booked it through Airbnb. It doesn't matter. But I'm, ba- I'm in this two-bedroom apartment. It's like a fully... It's it's an apartment. So anyway, I get here. There's two rolls of toilet paper, right? I'm here for two weeks. So I don't know if this is like a hotel or not. Like I'm not getting... I don't, I don't get any uh, cleaners or anything like that. So I booked it through Airbnb. So I don't get any of that stuff. It's just like... It's like... It's an Airbnb. I don't know why I'm complicating it. But there's a front desk and stuff is what I'm saying. So I call the front... De- I run out of toilet paper and I go... I go, I'm not buying toilet paper. I don't live in this city. You know, I, you don't buy toilet paper in a city unless you've got a wife and kids and your kids go to the local primary school. Okay? Otherwise, I refuse to buy toilet paper. So I call the front desk and I go, hey, I'm in room 209. Can you guys send up some more toilet paper? And the guy goes, did you book through Airbnb? I go, I did. And he goes, yeah. So as part of that, um, they supply the toilet paper and if you run out, you just have to buy more yourself. He goes, you get two rolls at the... No, he goes, we supply two rolls. And then after that, you have to buy it yourself. And I go, okay, I only... And I just have a, I just have a thing to myself. And I just lie. You know, I just a good old-fashioned lie. I go, mate, I only got one. He goes, you only got one roll of toilet paper. I go, that's correct. He goes, are you sure? I go, 100%. I only got one roll of toilet paper. He goes, right, I'll send one up right away. Within two seconds, bam, toilet paper at the door. 
The world is my, you know, it's manifest destiny shit. I'm on top of a mountain manifesting toilet paper everywhere, you know? So, and I'm thinking, I've got the toilet paper in my hand. I go, in that moment, I realized as I'm holding this free toilet paper, I was like, I totally understand. You know, when like a CEO gets caught embezzling millions of dollars while also cheating on his wife. In that moment, I understood everything. I understood it all. Because once you get away with one lie, it's like a drug, you know? Like, I'm not a big liar. I, in fact, go out of my way not to lie most of the time. But this one lie, you know, because I would have had to go and buy like an eight pack of toilet paper. You're looking at seven, eight bucks. This one lie, I'm sorted. I go, the power I was wielding. I go, these words are goddamn powerful. You could just, you could do whatever you want. You know, I could totally see how people just start lying and they can't stop. And next thing you know, you're freaking, you know, you're people smuggling in Nicaragua, in Nicaragua, Wagua. you know, you're just, I can see how it gets out of control. You know, you tell the missus, oh, I'm just going down. I'm just going down the, uh, the you know, going to walk the dog. You go down the pub, you know, get away with that. All of a sudden, bam. I know a guy at my local pub every day for the last like 10 years. Or like, you know, four or five times a week, he's been telling his wife he's going for a walk and he goes down and has exactly four schooners at the local and walks back every day. And it's just, it's, it blows, it blows me away the power of lying. You know, you, you, you know, you tell him, oh no, 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 the secretary, no, Kelly's not like that. No, she's just like a flirty girl, you know, and your wife goes, oh, okay, no worries. And then, you know, you freaking Kelly kisses you one time. Your wife goes, did Kelly kiss you? You go, no, no, no. Your wife goes, oh, okay, no worries. And then bam, next thing you know, you're fucking on a, on a weekend away with Kelly doing God knows what in a hotel room. I'm just saying I can see how it happens with the lying. I felt the adrenaline. But then that same day, karma comes back around. You know, this is why you can't lie because the universe doesn't like it. The universe doesn't like lying. So I sign up for a seven day free gym trial. Okay, uh, this gym, like, it's about a kilometer into the city. Um, it is, keep in mind, it's 41 degrees during the day here. So I walk, I sign up for the seven-day trial. On the way there, the gym calls me. Because, you know, gyms, you know, they always want to walk you through it, see what, you, what your fitness plan is, who you are, you know, just everything under the sun, you know, what you eat for breakfast, who you voted for politically. It's like, you're a gym, okay? I, for some reason, gyms think that, there, you need people there. A gym is just machines in a room to me. I don't want to talk to a, a fucking chick in a polo, you know, with a high ponytail and a forced smile. Hey, how's your day? Do you really care, Kelly? You know? So they call me on the way. They go, hey, Billy, um, we saw you sign up for a seven-day trial. When you get here, do you want me to um, take you around the gym, show you all the facilities, and um, so we can, we can set up a fitness plan for you in, in alignment with your goals? And I say, well, Kelly, I'm actually only in Perth for, the, for a couple of weeks. So um, I think I'll just, uh, I'll, I won't worry about the fitness plan if that's all right. And she goes, no worries. I said, I'm actually on my way to the gym now. I'll see you in a bit. She goes, all good. She's kind of a bit like, you know, like it's clearly her job to show people around. And I've just gone, no one needs you, babe. No one needs you. But then I get to the gym. She goes, oh, hi, you Billy. I just spoke to you on the phone. I go, that is me. Lovely me, Kelly. She goes, so because you don't live in Perth, I think you don't actually qualify for the seven-day trial. I'm going to get my manager and he's going to have a sit down with you. I go, uh, okay. Now, keep in mind, this, it's like good life. They have gyms everywhere except Sydney. I've never heard of this good life shit before, but it's in other states. So now I'm sitting like in an office waiting for the manager of the whole gym to come. All I wanted was a seven-day free trial, throw a bit of iron around, listen to some, some podcasts, you know, look in the mirror go, do you know what, Bill? You're one of the great sixes. Keep going and get on with my day. It's a, it's a stop and shop, you know? Now I'm in a fucking sit-down meeting in this office with the manager. He comes in, hey, mate, how are you? Oh, weather's crazy. It's like, yeah, yeah just shut. What, what are we doing here, mate? He goes, yeah, because you don't live in Perth, you don't qualify for the free trial. I go, right. He goes, because obviously the free trial is to get more members in. If you're just going to fly off, I go, yeah, but I could still join the gym and go, you know, in other states like in, in Victoria or whatever. I live in Victoria. I just lie. Another lie. Bam. And then he goes, oh, okay. Well, you put on the thing that you live in Sydney. I go, oh, yeah, I actually live in Sydney. So I've already, I'm already done. I've, I've been found out almost immediately on that one. So then I go to the guy. He goes, how often are you in Perth? I go, oh, every couple of months. I'm a comedian. He goes, okay. 
we don't have a membership op- a membership option that would fit that lifestyle. Obviously, um, if we just let everyone have a free week, it'd be a pretty bad business plan as a gym. I look around, the whole gym's empty, right? Not a single person in the gym. It's three o'clock. Like, not the busiest time of day, but there should be someone in there. We're in the middle of the city. I look around, the whole gym is empty. This guy's talking to me about business plans in his empty gym that he runs. I go, yeah, no, I could... Uh, yeah, you, you definitely want more members. I kind of give him a little jab. I go, yeah, I can see you definitely want more members. Kind of look around the room and he's like, he goes, like, he goes, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. And uh, I go, well, so what's what's the guy? So I can't use the gym. I can't use the membership is what you're saying. And he goes, no, but I can offer you seven days for $80. I go, $80. I go, that, that'll be okay. That'll be fine. Uh, please don't ever offer that to anyone ever again. That's completely insulting. $80 just to use the gym. Dude, I'll fucking do a push-up on a park bench for free. Okay? And then uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, otherwise otherwise you can understand. We'd just be giving out seven-day memberships to, you know, anyone who comes to town. It's like, who do you think the free week is for? It's for, it's for deadbeats who don't actually, who aren't already a member of a gym. The seven-day membership is there for homeless people and, and celebrities who've flown in, you know? Grow up with your seven-day membership. You know, you're not that charming that four days in, I'm going to be like, look, I, I was just going to do the week, but old Greg here, the manager, is such a such a great guy. I mean, sign me up for a three-year contract. You know, like just fuck. So I, I got kicked out of the gym. Wasn't even allowed to use the seven-day free trial. Jeez, you, know, you try to improve yourself in this politi- in this climate, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, look, I, I think we need to close the borders. Is, is that what I'm trying to say here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but but yeah, so I got kicked. I, I wasn't even allowed to use the free seven-day trial. And I had a personal meeting with the manager who personally walked me back out of the gym. And also it was 41 degrees. So I walked there at 41 degree heat and had to walk back. And I was just like, oh my God, this is simply embarrassing. This is simply embarrassing, Darcy. You you don't even qualify for a free membership. You fucking loser. Um, but then I actually went on this hike this morning wild times it was a great hike and i would never have gone on this hike i went up to this big lookout it was great and i never would have gone if greg let me use the gym so thank you greg um but it's weird you know I, you, you lie once you get free toilet paper you tell the truth i'm in town for a week hey buddy get the fuck out of our gym so swings and roundabouts on that one um and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's hike, actually. I'm trying to be a bit active, you know, I try and fill out the days a bit. Just, uh... Also, I met up, I went, um, I met up with this girl who I went on a date with last time I was here, and she was like, wow, you've lost a, a bit of weight since I last saw you, and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like, you just look like you've lost weight since last year, and I was like, huh, okay. And I don't think I've lost any weight. Well, maybe like a kilo, or something, something minuscule. But now she got in my head. She got in my head. I'm thinking, fuck, what sort of a state was I in last year? That this chick, this chick, she, it's all she's talking about, you know? But uh, so so that got in my head a bit. Trying to be a bit active. Trying not to drink too much. But, you know, a couple, you know, you get a couple of free pints here and there. What can you do, you know? What can you goddamn do? So it's it's been a lot of fun in Perth. This girl, I will say she's a great girl, but... She did stay at the Airbnb one night and she spent an hour the next morning telling me how Donald Trump controls the mainstream media with fear. And look, I just don't think it's, I mean, does anyone want to hear that on a fucking Tuesday morning? I just, I didn't want to hear it. I apologize. But um, yeah, there's just, I haven't even had a coffee yet. And she's telling me about how CNN is biased. I go, I don't even know what CNN is. So please, it's a 9am check out of the Airbnb. We know the rules. Off you go. But She's a lovely person. It's just everyone thinks they've got their own, t- like, I just can't handle, like, just some, every fucking goddamn pelican out there. Oh, yeah, so Trump, here's the thing that people don't get about Trump. It's like, oh, okay, so, so guy from Shepparton, Victoria, who's a fucking electrician during the day, you've cracked the code, have you? You've unlocked the, why, ever, why Trump's successful. No one else has, you know? We got guys at Harvard Political Science doing this shit, but you've got the answers. Just fucking, okay. Yeah, chooch. So I only had uh Okay. So a couple of things. 
the Australian under-19 cricket team got in a lot of trouble last week for, like, subtle racism on Instagram. And this is... Look, I'm going to say it's fucking hilarious, only because I didn't do it, and, you know, I wouldn't do it. You shouldn't be racist. Let me preface this. Racism, it's a no. But this is... I don't think it's funny they did it. I think it's funny... I don't think it's... Okay, I know what I'm trying to say. Um, let me bloody get this up. So basically... Oops. Okay, what I mean to say is... What they did isn't funny, but it's funny that they did it. And what I mean by that is... So basically, they were commenting on Instagram pictures, doing the, the classic Indian thing like... Like, oh, hello, sir. You have much cricket to play. Like... I put in the accent, but you know, that's how we read that sort of writing. Everyone does it back off. It's the last time I'll say it, but they're all Australian under 19 cricketers. All their profile pictures of them in the Australia stuff. Like, you know, they've all got like the little, someone got the little blue tick or whatever with their fucking, cause in, you can get real famous in cricket because, cause you, you can be a nobody in Australian cricket, but you can have half a fucking new Delhi following you. So they're all commenting on each other's picks. You know, like, hello, sir, you play cricket with much gusto, hit big ball, go long way, kabam, like doing like the, this is how like all like Indian cricket fans comment on Australian cricket photos, because, you know, it's not their fault, they don't speak a very good Inglese, so they're all commenting on it, and like, they're all going back and forth on Instagram, somebody screenshot it, like, sent it into Fox Sports or whatever, fucking news.com.au, they got caught for like racism, I don't think, I don't know if there were suspensions or what. But it's so funny that in this day and age of like, they just media train the fuck out of the players. You know, like every interview, oh, thanks to the boys, credit to the coaches, humble bullshit, regurgitated nonsense. And then they just got all these under 19 Australian players just being full on racist on Instagram. Like imagine, like, like fair enough, if you get caught, like if they get caught saying, like doing the voice to their friends and someone like films it, Okay, that's it's not great either, but I understand that. But they're commenting it on Instagram. Dude, that is fucking hilarious. Cause it's literally like it's literally like, you know, Adam Gilchrist Jr. Your your name's right there, racist comment. It's like there's no getting out of that. There is just no getting out of it. Th these kids are so fucking dumb, it's unbelievable. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if if like half these kids are the type to like fucking go out on the beers and then like accidentally text their coach like oh my god i'm still hammered from last night and they send it to the coach instead of their mates like it's how fucking dumb these kids are dude it's wild they're all they're all on there on the internet going hello sir you play cricket much well big bat big ball kaboom <laughs> hi sir you hit ball like coley <laughs> like it's fucking like who would do that it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life and it, it's so funny because like it's like the whole team there's like there's like a screenshot of like eight comments in a row, like the whole team, like in batting order, just with this fucking subtle racism. It's fucking wild. I love it. I love it so much. I think it's the funniest thing. Just, they would have media trained these kids into next week, you know, oh, really looking forward to the tournament, you know, like, you know, it's a great opportunity. I love representing my country. And then they've left the media training, the interviews, and they're just straight on Instagram, just hoeing into these brow blocks. It's like, you're, you're just idiots, lads. You're absolute idiots. And it's so funny. I don't know what you can... I don't know if there's suspensions or fines because I don't think they get paid much, if anything. And then what are you going to suspend them for the next World Cup? It's in four years. I don't know. And like, it's... And also these poor blokes because it's only that there's so much media attention on absolutely everything now that anyone even knows that the Under-19 World Cup is on. You know, when I was um, like 10 or whatever, you know, Australia would Australia would play the actual Australian cricket team would play like in the West Indies and it'd be like, no one would even, it wouldn't even be on TV. But now the under 19 cricket world cup is televised. You know, if you think, imagine what some of the fucking miscreants were doing in the eighties, some of these 18, 19 year olds, my God, somebody freaking set up an Instagram page for those sins, you know, like dear Lord, those kids would have been going off chops, but these kids, you know, it's the digital age, you know, you're one, one wrong sentence away from getting kazammed. And also, it was bad press because they they just lost to India. So look, I, okay, I will say this: it's bad to be racist, but it's bad to be racist to the team you just lost to. That's even worse for some reason. I don't make the rules, but it is. You know, if they had just beaten India, I think people would have been like, "Look, you know, it's not great, but they did they played pretty well out there. I can let them let them have this this one thing." 
but they lost and you can't be racist after a loss, especially to the team you just lost to. And I think the only team we'd beat at the World Cup was like someone ridiculous like Papua New Guinea or like New Caledonia. Like a team where it's like, it's like if you, if you could bring your own runners in a cricket bat, you can play in the, in the World Cup. You know, I used to always hate that at school when like you'd be at the school assembly and they'd be like, oh, we have a huge sporting achievement today. Um, so-and-so has actually come second in the Australian National Rock Climbing Championships for the under-14s. It's like, how many 14-year-olds are rock climbing competitively? You get you get a medal just for turning up, you know? Oh, I'm ranked, I'm ranked five in Australia. There was only four people in the comp. You know, you just walk past, you get a fifth-place ribbon for this shit. Like, these sports that aren't really big worldwide, it's like, you know, oh, he's a... He's a he's a state sailing champion. There's like se- there's like seven rich kids that sail competitively at twelve years old. Do you know how rich you have to be to sail competitively? Wildly rich. It's not it's not a cricket bat, you know. You don't just pick up a sailboat at Rebel Sport and give it a crack. And then we're all at assembly going, "Oh, second in the state for sailing. That's so cool." Even like the sports coordinators reading it out, he's like, "Fucking sailing was this shit," you know. He knows. He knows. But it's... uh, What was I talking about? Cricket. So, I think I finished talking about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like like the Papua New Guinea cricket team and stuff. Like, like countries where they don't even play that sport. It's like the Australian-American football team. You know, the Australian gridiron team. It's like, all right, lads. Good on you. You're the only blokes who watch ESPN and think you could actually do it. Good on you, lads. Anyway. Alright, i got one more thing. And then, uh... Dude, what a time to be alive. i tell you what. Oh, yeah, so I've been living by myself this week. Okay? I've been living by myself. And what I've found out is I need to live with other people. This apartment I'm living in is a bomb site now because I need the anxiety and the pressure of having a roommate to do just menial chores. You know, I need the feeling of going like, oh, fuck, like the lads are going to absolutely lambast me if I don't do some cleaning soon, you know? I need the anxiety of getting lit up in a house group chat before I even clean a dish. Like I am useless by myself. I'm in this, I'm in this uh, one-bedroom apartment at the moment. I used every single plate and bowl before I washed even one of them. I was just piling them up, going like, well, what's the point? I've got clean shit in the cupboard. Why would I clean this? i got clean stuff over here. That was the logic I was using. And only once there wasn't a single... I mean, I'm eating freaking curry off the lid of the, of the pot. You know, I just flip the lid upside down. Like, living like an absolute cretin. You know, because there's no one walking around keeping me in check. I need, I need someone to come around and be like, this is disgusting, Billy. What are you doing? You know, like I need I need a spray inbound. You know, one of my roommates is a South African. Live with one of them. You know, he's t- he's turning lights off and at the PowerPoint, he unplugging shit to save power. He won't let any blacks in the house. They keep it in order. These these Southers, I tell you. And and I real I thought I had been growing up over the last couple of years of living in a house, but what I've actually just been doing is just. I've just been kept to a standard by better blokes. You know, I've been cleaning because I'm like, fuck, I, you, you know when you get the passive-aggressive message in the group chat, like, hey, guys, just wondering who was last at home. Uh, you've left three doors open and uh, you've left half a duck cooking in the oven. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, that was me. That was me. You know, that's, I need that. I need it desperately, you know. I, I need that, uh, the, the, the threat, the, the, the disapproval. That's what, that's what really gets me cleaning. You know, I've just, I'm getting dressed in the lounge room. I'm sleeping in the bathroom. I'm cooking in the fucking, in the washing machine. You know, I don't, I'm, I've got no rules here. No one to keep me in check. I'm walking around naked for no reason. Uh, oh, that's pretty good, actually. I will say, recommend. But, but yeah, man, I need the, uh, I need, I need someone to keep me in check. That's what I found out. And, you know, I just, I need the guilt of leaving something, you know. You know when you've just absolutely destroyed a couple of pots and pans with your cooking? You've, you've had a run at risotto even though you don't know what risotto is? 
and you're like, oh God, I've got to clean this up because, you know, the lads are coming home. They want to cook their meal, you know? And they're like, oh, what the, f-? like, and you're like, yeah, I thought, I thought I didn't, I've just blended up pasta. I thought that's what risotto was. And they're like, it's everywhere. I go, I'm so sorry. Then you clean it up. I need that. You know, so also I've, I found I've been better this week. Last week, living by myself for the first time, the voices that creep in, oh my God. Living by yourself, the trip to sadness is so much shorter than it is if you're with a, with a, with other people, especially because I love my roommates. So, like, you know, you, if you have a bad day, you come home, you think, oh, fuck. Go to your room, you have a shower, you're like, you come out, you go, oh, I'm such a piece of shit, whatever. Walk in the lounge room, bam, two of the lads are watching Harry Potter 2, your favourite. Follow the spiders, you know? All of a sudden, you're watching one of your favourite films, Got two of the two of the great men around you. You're going, how good's this? What's for dinner? Who cares? Friendship's for dinner. Friendship is for dinner, you know? But here, you're living by yourself. You know, you stub your toe. You think, God, you don't even know how to walk. You're a loser. You're a loser, Darcy. It's just bouncing off the walls. You know, the, t- the TV, you've lost the remote. You don't know how to work the buttons. You're just sitting in silence going, God, I fucking hate myself. You know, you've got to be on top of your thoughts when you're living alone. I'll say that. But I've been a lot better this week. I've actually, I've really, I've, it, was a, it was a tough descent, but now all the dishes are clean. Got my washing hanging up. The, the remote's over there. I know exactly where it is. Got my favorite carrot painting next to me. I'm doing it now. I'm living alone and I'm doing it well. But last week, whoa, the wheels were off. It was nothing but sadness and dirty plates. But, uh, but yeah, so living alone, a little bit weird. I'm into it now, but I much prefer living with other people. I found that out. Roommates till I die. Because I've always thought, you know, like if you're single and you're 30, you just live alone. Like you're an adult, you just live alone until you get a partner and then you live with them. But I know some people that are like 35 and have roommates. I've always thought it's a bit weird. Like, oh, well, you have a roommate at 35? Like, what are you fucking in high school? But now I get it. If I was 35, I'd still, I reckon I'd still want to have a roommate. You know, as long as they're good, if it's a friend or whatever, you I think it's just, I think it's a better way of life. I do. So I'm learning about myself, you know, because the nights here are so fun, but some of the days I've been working on my show and stuff. I've been keeping busy, but you do have a bit of time to kill. You know, you can only do so much. And, uh, but now I'm loving it. Last week, oh boy, send someone to check on me. But this week we're having a great time. We're back and the pod's back and I'm back and cool, cool, cool. Perth, come out and see a show, you fucking dogs. And uh, we're having fun. Get on the anxiously arrogant train. Tell your friends about the pod. Tell your friends about uh, about how good my hair is. I just washed it. I think we can all tell it's uh, looking immaculate. And that is the end of the pod. Thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too long. Now my mind's stronger than me. Don't you wait too long? Wait too long. Oh, I.